The show you're about to listen to may contain themes of violence, occult activity, strong language, and other sensitive material. Viewer discretion is advised. We strive to tell stories in a truthful manner, but press, media, and other sources cannot be verified. Our sources can be found in the show notes. Well, hello. Hello. And welcome back to Brain Soup. After a little hiatus. A little hiatus. It hasn't been a hiatus, but uploading's been rough for the last week. <laughs> Just uh, a little. A little bit. So I'm Bria. I'm Tegan. And uh, I don't thank you for hanging with us. Bearing with us. Bearing with us. Uh, we're getting back on track. That's what today's for. Yes. Um. But today is something special because it is our 10th episode. episode. So we have been doing this for like three months. Yeah, we started in August. August, Was it August? Yeah. I feel like it was a little... Maybe we recorded really early. That's what we did because we started before uh, school started. Yeah. Yeah. But 10 episodes. It's crazy. It is crazy. So how's how's life been? Oi, school has been rough. I agree. Very rough. I agree with that statement. School's been a little everywhere, and then school is work to me, so. Yep, and I have two jobs in addition to being a full-time student, so it's been rough. Yeah, totally understandable. And I've been out of town. You've been very much out of town. Like, a lot lately, so Mm -hmm. that's... I went to Washington, D.C. on a brain soup week, Mm -hmm. and I forgot my hard drive where we we live, so... But I, the episode got up. There was an episode uploaded today on November 13th. 13th. So go watch that. That one is about, it's a little outdated now, but yeah. it's about the Try Guys. Uh, we recorded it with the intent of it being uploaded like sooner sooner than it was, and then it wasn't. But now the Try Guys are back at it. They are. They're doing great. Very good. So... Yeah. Without a Recipes back, which oh, has yes. been... Without a Recipe is my favorite. And they came out with merch with Without a Recipe. I know. I saw it, and I really want it. It's very cute. It is really cute. I don't need any more crew necks, though. Or As you buy like. one today. I did buy one today, <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. Quit exposing me. I did, too. Me. I know, because we both... we both I, I, Majority of our closets are, like, hoodies. crew necks and hoodies. hoodies. So, yeah. I have a whole separate closet full of hoodies no way mm-hmm. yeah mine's all sectioned so i have like my hoodies and the, they're all color-coded too okay and then i have my crew necks and then my drag ones are in there too okay and then goes my sweaters and t-shirts and because our extra bedroom is my office in our yeah. house that closet is full of my only my hoodies gotcha. i like it's bad i have two closets full of clothes pretty much and i can relate I, I work hard to try and get rid of them, but it's hard. You keep finding cute ones. And well, it's like... cause I, but I buy the most random ones, though. Like my FBI crew neck. Why did I buy that? Because. Why did I buy that? You love Spencer Reed. I do love Spencer Reed, but I'd I just be walking around with my FBI crew neck on, like... Part of the FBI. 
Yeah, I'm, I am the FBI. You are the FBI. Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, are we ready for this week's case? I'm very excited to learn about this because this is Bria's week. This is my week because we were thrown off somehow, some way. It was kind of spooktober that kind of screwed it, it up. It was because we were doing some stuff. We had concepts mm-hmm. that we wanted to do and we did them. Yep, The Walking Dead. Yes. I would, that is our longest one yet. That was so two hours long. Bear with us on that one, but it is one of our, it's one of my favorite shows, and you it's love It's something that show. I grew up yeah. with. I've, it's probably top five shows for me, mm-hmm. but like it's something I grew up with, and I enjoy it a lot. So talking about it was fun, because, mm-hmm. I mean, we went on for two hours, so what do you, like... I mean, with all... Things aside, we probably could have done this with the drag one. We could have gone on and on and on about drag. I mean, there's what? It's because there's such lengthy seasons of the shows. Yes. And the the shows are... When's the last episode of The Walking Dead? Has that happened yet? No, it's next weekend. (gasps) Oh, I need to to catch up. I do too. That's why I'm watching it over again. Okay. I'm on season seven now. Okay. I just got through the Negan stuff. Okay. And Brie and I were talking about well, you that watch earlier. it on my account because yeah, I, I be I see it. I'm like, okay, she watching. Yeah. She's watching. And because Deacon doesn't have Netflix. No, but I have uh, Hulu and I have Paramount. Okay, I have literally. I swear to God, every streaming service ever. And then you use my. But I'm a mo- Yeah, but I'm a movie person, so I have to have every streaming and service. And a show person. Yeah, so I only. I swear to God, I only watch movies. But and we're gonna be talking about a movie in this case. <laughs> I'm so excited. If a lot of my cases have like ties movie. to movies and stuff, so I'm excited. That's just how my brain processes life. <laughs> Is it a go? Are we going? I know nothing about this case. Really? I know nothing. I think I sent you a TikTok about this case. I think you did too. But I don't know when the last time you. If you're like me, I look through them. Okay, I look through them, but it takes me. I like. I get a buildup of TikTok. I do too. Like bad. But I sent you a TikTok about this case, and when we were picking our cases for this session, I was like, I had one originally. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this one. And then I switched. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, no, because this one's so fresh and just, like, happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Because today, like I said, we're recording on November 13th. This case happened 13 days ago. Or not happened, but... The update happened. The update happened 13 days ago. It's so fairly recent. It's very fresh when in my mind. To, when it comes to crime stuff, that's really fresh. It is really fresh. The case that we're going to be talking about today is The Lady of the Dunes. I feel like this is a case that's a little well-known. I mean, BuzzFeed Unsolved has done videos on it. Bailey Sarian, Kendall Ray, you know, all the big crime YouTubers that I personally watch have done this case. Mm-hmm. But those were all uploaded like two three years ago right so we'll get to it little update little update so this is the oldest unidentified case in massachusetts oh really yes on july 26 1974 12 year old leslie metcalf Mm -hmm. was returning from the beach in provincetown massachusetts with her family in the late afternoon when a local dog followed them now i read somewhere that it may have been her dog and they were walking it but I've also heard that the local dog followed them thing. So I don't know which one was, which one it is. Mm-hmm. 
The dog took off barking, and Leslie decided to run up ahead of her parents and follow the dog. In the dunes at Race Point Beach, among the scrub pines a mile east of a ranger's station, Leslie discovered the decomposing body of a naked woman. The woman was approximately 5 feet and 6 and a half inches tall, 145 pounds, and between 20 and 40 years old. She was lying on one side of a beach towel. Her head was on top of a folded pair of jeans with a blue bandana. It is estimated that her body had been laying down there anywhere from 10 days to three weeks. That is such a big window. That is, and it's a public beach. So this body was laying on a public beach for this long. I don't know. That's a little sketchy to me. That's sus. It's very sus. It is very sus. I don't understand how... It took that long? It took that long. Because it's a public beach. Okay, that's well, all what time of the say. year was it? Yeah, it was in the it was summer. summer. It was summer on a public beach. Well, if it was... And it was a mile away from a ranger station. It was 10 to 30... No, 10 to 3 weeks. So 10 days to 21 days. Yeah. That's almost a month. Isn't... If a body is by water, it decomposes faster. But that's in water. Okay, not around water. Not I know moisture. Water. I know the with air it, probably. That's that's a valid concept. Because but. some like, because I've learned about this mm-hmm. in like different classes, especially like anthropology and stuff, that bodies do decompose differently in different okay. climates. Okay. So with it being Massachusetts. In the summer, who knows if it was raining? Yeah. Who knows anything? So it could be there. It looked like it might have been there longer than it actually was. Okay. That's a valid concept. Honestly, I didn't think about that. You can imagine it might have been a little wet around moisture in the air. Mm -hmm. That's what what I'm thinking. I wonder what what the air in Massachusetts is like during the summer. I don't know. Let's Google. Let's call up our old friend Google real quick. Um... And this would be in 1974, too. I know it varies by year. I'm yeah. learning about that in geography right now, actually. So, let's see. I said, typical weather in July in Massachusetts in 1974. Oh, here's... Oh, that's... Well, that's Nant, but we're by the water. Hmm. That's Boss. I mean... But it's a coastal town, so you That's think. why I'm thinking it would decompose faster. Let's see... Um, let's see, let's see. Average temperature by year, 1974. See, this is in the 50s. That's not right. I want summer weather, dude. Let's just go by, like, like what it would be like in today's weather, just because mm-hmm. I'm not digging up anything on the, the summer. If only I had my laptop with me right now. I have a thing on my laptop that I've used for my geography lab. Yeah. That could tell me the precipitation and stuff in the air by year. That would be awesome. We could put that in our posts. Um, It's an average of 82 Fahrenheit. And conditions are usually humid. Okay. So, so I don't know what humidity really does to a body, but... I It's moisture. Yeah. So I'd assume it makes it, you know, get uh, decomposed because anything moisture. Anywho, where were we? Ten days to three weeks before being discovered by Leslie. It was also by a ranger station, though. Like, 
how are we not seeing this body? I wonder how many cases actually happened in Massachusetts around this point. I wonder, because... Maybe this was a town that really didn't have much crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could be. Um, it could be a variety of reasons. It could be. It really could be. It really could be. All right. It could be really well hidden. Well, it said it was kind of just sitting there. It so. was, yeah. It was just there on a towel. No weapons were found near her, but it was believed something like a military tool was used to sever her head. Did I mention she was almost decapitated? No, you didn't. She was almost decapitated. Oh, nice. Yep. Was her body moved there? I was thinking something like that, too, when we were talking, that, like, maybe she was just put out there. Maybe the body was held for a while and then in the night moved. But, I mean, her head was almost off, so how do you do that? That could be post-mortem, too. Post-mortem, yeah. It's strange. It's strange. Also notably absent from her corpse were her hands, presumably removed to avoid identification Mm -hmm. via fingerprints. So... Would that mean that he would have to remove her, or he or she or they or whoever, wouldn't they have to remove their teeth as well? But she had her teeth. But if they went... She had her teeth but no hands. If they went through to get rid of the fingerprints, they can get dental records. Exactly. So why not remove the teeth too? I don't know. Sloppy? I guess so. They don't know what... They didn't know what they were doing. Even like footprints, they can... Yeah. Yeah, he definitely... I... Teeth and fingerprints are the two big identifiers. And hair. hair. You know... All these different things, under but... The, well, I was about to say under the fingernails, but they're, then hands the are hands are gone. gone. Yeah. In the condition that the body was left in, there was no sign of struggle, so the authorities believed that the unidentified victim may have known her murderer. Mm. Yep. Some of the only evidence to another person being around were footprints that indicated that a person was running near the area. Mm-hmm. The Provincetown Police Chief Jimmy Mead said that the killer most likely drove the victim to the dune in a four-wheel drive sand vehicle to sunbathe. So, and then the footprints, yeah, in sand. That makes no sense because how long can footprints last in sand? Depending on how windy it is. Depending on how windy it is. But if that body was there for however ten long. to twenty-one days, how are those? The body had to have been dumped. Yeah, because. I just think the math ain't math and things no. aren't adding up with what they're trying to claim and say. Mm-mm. It makes no sense. No. The police used bloodhounds, studied missing persons bulletins, scouted registers of local lodges, and looked for anyone who had a permit to bring their vehicle into the area, but they turned up nothing. A Provincetown local noted in 2019 the fact that no one could identify the Lady of the Dunes in this tight-knit community. So she must have been from out of town. town. In attempts to ID the victim, police turned to the victim's dental work. Thousands of dollars were spent on the victim's teeth, and it was noted to be New York style. There's different styles, the teeth? Of dentistry, I guess. Oh. So I'm I'm assuming she had, like, very she had veneers or something. Or some type of dental, dental work. Dental work, like fancy, nice-looking dental work done. Um, details of the dental work were sent to every dentist in Massachusetts, published into dental journals, and distributed to organizers, organize, hello? Organizations? Yes. (laughs) Organizations like the FBI and Interpol. 
So that was just the, the general information about the case. Okay, I have our little, our case today split up into three sections. Mm-hmm. Just because I felt like it fit that way best okay. with how it works out. So that was our general information. And I have theories next okay. about this case. So I'm a movie person. We've made that known. And this, um, I know you don't know a lot about, you don't watch a lot of movies or anything no, like don't. that. But this next theory has something to do with a very big movie that was filmed in Provincetown the summer that this murder happened. I saw Stephen King, so does that mean it was it? Nope. So the first theory I want to talk about is from the son of author Stephen King, Joe Hill. This one involves a movie that it's an incredible movie, but it is three hours long. (laughs) I saw it in IMAX on Labor Day weekend this year for the first time, and it was crazy. Um, Is it Jaws? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. At a 20th anniversary screening of Steven Spielberg's classic film Jaws, Hill spotted an extra with a face that looked very similar to the composite sketches that were done of the Lady of the Dunes. The funny thing is that the extra appeared in jeans and a blue bandana. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'll have to show you the picture. Um, The same clothing that was found with the Lady of the Dunes. This may sound like a silly coincidence, but Jaws was filmed on the Cape during the summer of 1974. So Jaws was filmed right around that same area. So I wonder if it was somebody in the movie that killed her. Maybe. But it was spotted that when you see the picture of, like, the composite drawing and stuff, it's like, okay, I can get down with this theory a Mm -hmm. little bit because... It was even said, like, it could have been a shark attack in some, like, theories and stuff I've seen. But I, a shark goes straight for the hands, both hands. This was a murder. And almost decapitated. And almost decapitated. And then she's laying on a beach towel, too. They, so, like, somebody put her there. Somebody put her there. The This meant that the scene in question may have been filmed weeks or days before her death. At this point, the casting director had already died, and they could not find the identity of the woman from the scene wouldn't they want to keep track of that the casting director died like still i don't know you know who would have record probably the the production studio yeah i would assume so because they would would, have records they would have to pay them when you think yeah so they would but also um some like background act if she was just a background if she walks through the background stuck on set walked through the background or anything like that, then, you know, there's not going to be a record of her. She just ended up in that, you know, area. Wouldn't you have to take account of, well, even if it was like a bystander, wouldn't mm-hmm. you have to take account of who each person was? Maybe. But it's, you know, uh, there's some things said that, like, maybe she snuck on set and that's why there's no account of her. Or, like, she just walked through. I I really don't know. But it's kind of a crazy theory, you know? Yeah that that happened hall admits that the theory could be fake but it's pretty cool to hear the next one i have is about a mobster which Mm. we haven't talked about on here yet Mm -mm. so the mobster uh we're going to talk about whitey bulger now whitey was an infamous boston mob leader who was beaten to death in prison while serving two life sentences for 11 convicted murders nice yep it's widely thought that he was responsible for many more murders because, well, he was a mob boss and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in 2015, a woman named Sandra Lee 
suggested that her family was close to Bolger at the time of the murder. She told the reporter that the Lady of the Dunes bore a striking resemblance to one of Whitey's alleged murders and particularly believes that the method of disposal and attempts to avoid identification of the body are strikingly similar to the murder of Debbie Davis. In Davis's case, her teeth were removed, presumably in attempts to avoid identification. Davis was strangled to death and the Lady of the Dunes shown signs of strangulation. Davis's hands, however, were not removed and the Lady of the Dunes' teeth were in place. So that kind of brings up that, you know, the teeth versus the hands. Uh, but one of them had their hands, but the other one had their teeth, you know, type thing. But the same killer could do that. They could do that to throw off, but also killers have, if they're like a serial killer, serial murderer, you know, they have their things that they mm-hmm. do, you know, their their pattern and stuff like that. So I don't know, a little sketchy. Bolger was never officially associated with the case. The sketchy thing is that Lee also claimed when she was nine years old, she discovered the identified body on the morning of July 26th, 1974, before Leslie did, but did not alert authorities. Why would you not alert the authorities? I don't know. But she was a kid. But also, like, you, the trauma, the trauma. Right. There's trauma that could have came with, you see a dead body and I don't, you can't avoid, like, not seeing, you know, when you're looking at, if you're a people watcher like I am and you're, like, walking and you're really looking, you can tell if someone's almost decapitated or if they don't have any hands. I'm sure there was at least, like, a little blood Mm -hmm. or something on the, the scene. Like, something had to just not look right. I don't know. That's it's a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. It's a little sketchy. The last theory is about serial killer Haddon Clark, who I've never heard of before. Mm-mm. But Haddon is currently serving 70 years in prison for theft and the murder of two women. This theory was first presented by Haddon Clark himself when speaking with a journalist and a former police officer. Clark claimed that he would stay at his grandfather's place on Cape Cod in 1974, he lured a woman into the dunes where he struck her in the head with a surf casting fishing rod. He then claimed he retrieved a saw from his truck and removed her hands and some of her fi- used some of her fingers as fish bait. Mm. Delicious for the fish, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yum. Then he buried the hands somewhere else. Clark had a history of claiming involvement in other murders. So, you know... It kind of gave him satisfaction mm. to claim to be a murder, like murder all these people. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, uh, that's nasty. That that's nasty. disgusting. That's but a sick man. But people are like that. That's a, it, they're sick. They are. That's a sick person. But those were my theories. Gotcha. Which are a little, some are a little out there. I think the Jaws one, like, is a, a little believable that she could have been a bypass, like a bystander right. in it. Because blue bandana and blue jeans on Cape Cod, summer of the same year, you know. Also, I thought Cape Cod was in, like, not in the United States. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was in, like, I don't know, somewhere in South America. I didn't think it was in Massachusetts. 
uh, like off the coast of Massachusetts. So maybe it's not considered to be in the United States. What is Cape Cod? Maybe I should have looked that up. I don't know. Let's let's go to our old friend Google again. We love Google. We do. It's probably like an island off the coast. Oh, my internet went out. We love the dungeon for that reason. Cape Cod is a hook-shaped peninsula of the U.S. state of Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see. That's, That's a perfect spot to film a movie. That is. It's like a little a little hook. There's an actual name for that. I do know that. What? The I hook? don't remember. Like, the actual, like, geological term. Okay. I've I've never taken... Ge- I never took a de- hello. A, a geology or geography. <laughs> geology is rocks. Uh, but geography. You've is rocks you've too. definitely been saying geology instead of geography. Well, I've taken both. Okay. But I'm in environmental geography okay. now. I've never. I don't think I've ever taken a geography class. It's. It's something. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm like I. With you saying stuff about, like, sand and stuff, it's kind of, like, ringing a bell in my brain because that's what I'm learning this semester. Yeah. So. I don't know. Even with geography. Now I want to say geology. Geology, because I've taken that, too. And you're taking that's that That's the rocks. Semester. That's the rocks. Am I taking that next semester? I thought so. You want to take that online. Am I? With Justin, remember? We Are we? <gasps> we did talk about it. Yeah. I don't think I'm taking it next semester because I, I did my schedule for next semester mm-hmm. and it's definitely not on there. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. We're fine. fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's... There's a lot of weird circumstances around this Mm -hmm. case that I don't really understand. And I don't understand the logic of some of it, too. But, I mean, I guess they're police officers, but also, like, an FBI. Also, like, some of it just doesn't make sense. sense. It doesn't. At all. So, I don't know. The body was exhumed a couple of times from her grave. She got an unmarked grave, a Jane Doe grave, where um, it was just the Lady of the Dunes Mm -hmm. is what it said on it, and then the date she was found. So she got this unmarked grave. Um, The body was dug up in 1980, so blood samples could be taken, and the, the composite sketch of the victim's face could be molded. But why done so late? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> like it is because they had to like dig her up to do this which is but was technology stuff you know it, yeah it is technology stuff but still it is that was what that was eight six six, six years later yep so i know technology does change that fast but i don't know if that changed that fast really so photos of the resulting bust were sent around the country in the hopes that someone would recognize it but no identification resulted from this uh, 20 years later, in 2000, the body was exhumed again when a, and bone fragments were taken to test potential leads. But again, nothing turned up. In 2002, the body was exhumed for a third time to obtain more DNA, but still nothing from this. So this is another theory, but I felt like it fit in this kind of section that I'm going into way better than in the theories section because it deals with the body being exhumed from the grave for testing um, with a person that, you know, had a missing daughter. So 
In 2002, the body was exhumed for a third time to obtain even more DNA, but still nothing came from this. There was a criminal woman named Rory Jean Kessinger who had escaped from the Plymouth County Jail just across from Cape Cod by Provincetown. It's said that the face mold that was made of the Lady of the Dunes in 1980 had a striking resemblance to Kessinger. In the late 90s, Kessinger's mother um, was tracked down and gave a saliva sample to see if their DNA matched. The theory was so strong that it led to that body being exhumed in 2002 and tested again, but that time it was proved conclusively that there was no match between Kessinger and the Lady of the Dunes. This poor lady's body. I know. Um, Right here. After three times that the body had been dug up, the authorities had the skull, the ribs, the left scapula, the right scapula, and a tissue sample of the leg and hair samples in their possession. So, like, they just keep taking, taking. and they this like, she's not giving getting the rest she deserves, right. you know? Like, they're just taking and taking and taking from her body. It's horrible. It's awful. But they're, they're working, they're actively, they were actively working to try and still mm-hmm. solve her case. So she wasn't, like, forgotten about. She wasn't a cold case that was just up and forgotten about, which is good, but also she's just they're tearing this, you know, body up. This case was unsolved for so, so long, for almost five decades. And they tried so many different things to identify this body using DNA evidence, genealogy. And there's even a Twitter account dedicated to discovering the identity of the Lady of the Dunes. The police chief stated that the only way to solve this case would be if someone on their deathbed wanted to clear their conscience before passing. Yeah. That's crazy. That is insane. So this case went unsolved for 48 years. And in this year, 2022, the body of the Lady of the Dunes got her name back. Today, like I've mentioned several times, is November 13th, 2022. And on October 31st, 2022, the Lady of the Dunes was announced to be identified as Ruth Marie Terry of Tennessee. This is because of a man named Richard Hanchett. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Does that sound about right to you? Hanchett? Yeah. Um, Richard Hanchett. Richard had always heard stories about his biological mother and how beautiful she was. She had red hair and blue eyes, and she loved to sing. Richard, now 64, had never met his mother, Ruth Marie Terry. She chose to have him adopted right after she was, he was born in 1958. He took an Ancestry.com test and found his family in Tennessee, and that's where he learned that she had been missing since the early 1970s hmm. and that her relatives have been searching for her for decades. The family finally learned what happened to her body when on Halloween of this year, FBI announced that a badly mutilated body was that was found nearly 15 years ago in the dunes of Provincetown was their Ruth. She was 37 from Tennessee at the time of her death. Jeez. So she must have been on some type of vacation then. Yeah. Huh? So it's not it's not known why she was in Provincetown. You know, um, she kind of just left. I'll get into it, mm-hmm. but it's like she kind of just left and nobody knew where she went mm-hmm. when she left. 
And if they did, it was the wrong place, you know? Why does this kind of ring a bell with the case that we're going to be covering next time? It might. A little bit. A little bit. Because they knew where that case was, but they didn't know the extent of what happened. Yeah. That's the best way it I can does. put it without spoiling it. It does a little bit. It's insane. Yeah. It is so crazy that this case was just solved two weeks ago after, you know, being unsolved for 48 mm-hmm. years. So that's why I had to talk about it. Right. Because I just, it's mind boggling. Right. And because of an ancestry DNA test, mm-hmm. he uncovered all these different things and like he, because of this test, found his family. Mm-hmm. His family was like, yeah, your mom's been missing for almost 50 years. We don't know what's, you know, happened. And then from that, it just was a domino effect in this case that's mm-hmm. kind of infamous. Oldest case, uh, oldest cold case in Massachusetts solved. Had he not done that ancestry test, they wouldn't have found no. anything. No, That was like the, the pin drop, the mm-hmm. starting point of them, you know, get it. And I think that's so cool because cool. I think ancestry tests can be a little sketchy. I believe so too. But very cool in the way that, you know, my family's found family members off ancestry that we didn't even know existed. Hmm. Uh, my cousin on my mom's side, uh, I don't know if she's like second or third or whatever, but she teaches ancestry um, tests or like ancest- some course on ancestry and DNA tests at Kishwaukee College. Okay. Um, so I think it's pretty cool stuff, and she knows a lot about it. So I think she would maybe get a kick out of this mm-hmm. case too because um, it's crazy. The authorities announced on Wednesday the new development in the investigation. So this is getting into, like, the speculation of who done it because mm-hmm. that's, that's still nobody. They got, like, they got some peace in knowing, like, this, okay, who she's gone. Right. She's gone. We're not, you know, finally, but they don't know who did it. So this is introducing Rockwell Maldivan, which kind of a cool name, mm-hmm. but this dude sounds like a shitty dude. So I don't care. Or Guy Rockwell. Maldivan. I skipped the, his name was Guy, like Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. So uh, Guy Rockwell Maldivan. Miss Terry was believed to have married Guy shortly before she was murdered. Maldivan, born in 1923, was a former antique dealer who was arrested in 1960 in connection with the disappearance of his former wife and her daughter after mutilated remains that used to be theirs were found in their Seattle home. So he's connected to something. Something. So he's very sketchy. We have identified the oldest unidentified homicide victim in Massachusetts. After 48 years of the unknown, science helped investigators put a name to the victim of a gruesome crime in the dunes of Provincetown back in 1974. Ruth Marie Terry was only known as the Lady of the Dunes until now. This achievement does mark an important milestone towards identifying Ruth's killer. 
Ruth Terry was born in Tennessee in 1936, and the NBC investigators have learned she married several times. According to this marriage certificate, six months before her body was discovered on the Cape, she exchanged vows with Guy Moldovan in Reno, Nevada, using a different name. Sources tell us Moldovan, who was also known as Raul Rockwell, has a questionable past, making headlines coast to coast. He was the focus of an investigation into the brutal killing of his wife and stepdaughter in Seattle in 1960, but was never charged with the murders. Newspaper reports at the time show after the women went missing, human remains were found in the septic tank of the family's home and business. Maldivin was front page news when he was arrested by the FBI in New York later that year and charged with unlawful flight for not giving testimony related to the mutilation of human remains. We know Ruth Marie Terry was also the victim of a very violent crime in P-Town. She died of a crushing blow to the head, was nearly decapitated, and her hands were severed. It's a case that's haunted Elisa Metcalf her entire life. Her sister Leslie, who has since died, discovered Terry's body. But it didn't really feel like we thought there was some murderer in our midst. It just seemed so uncharacteristic for Provincetown that it never occurred to us that the, the murderer would have been anything but some transient. And Ruth's family tells us they never stopped searching for her and even hired a private investigator to help. An obituary shows Guy Muldivin died in California in 2002 at the age of 78. The investigation into Ruth Marie Terry's case continues. So Jim Terry was the nephew of Ruth. And he said that the last time he had seen Miss Terry was in July or August of 1973, but he couldn't really be for sure because he was a kid mm -hmm. at the time. She was with Mr. Maldivan. His mother thought she was going to California, and his father thought she was headed up north. And after that moment, they never heard from her again. So it's the thing of, you know... That people thought they knew where she was going, but they didn't actually know where she was going. Miss Terry's family later learned about Mr. Maldivan's connection to the disappearance of his wife and daughter in Seattle. A news conference happened on Monday, which was Halloween, and the article I'm referencing was written on November 3rd. The law enforcement officials were turning their attention to finding Miss Terry's killer by tracing her history and asking the public for tips. Mr. Maldivan, sad, not sadly, because, like, if he did do this, F that guy. Mm -hmm. But, like, because he died in 2002, they can't do, they anything, can't about do anything about it, you know. So it's very likely that even if it wasn't Mr. Maldivan, that this the pe person who did it is dead. Right. Because, I mean, she was 37 at the time. This case happened 50 years ago. She would have been, what? what is that, the, 87 mm -hmm. she would have been 87 and you know whoever um, done it would probably be around that same it could have been somebody younger age or younger but still you know yeah. with life how life happens yeah so that's you know kind of where my it stops you know whoever did this is probably dead and like i've mentioned this case is just mind-boggling to me because how long it took for it to be solved but they did it. They mm -hmm. like this is the first time I feel like I've ever heard about it, like a case in this my old. lifetime 
that's this old being solved. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally f- freaked out when I saw that it was solved. Like, I sent it to you on TikTok because mm-hmm. I was like... I wasn't expecting for it to be solved. No, because this is definitely a case I've known about for a long time. Mm-hmm. And seeing that it was solved, I was like, oh, my God. Like, so I'm so happy it's solved. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy it's solved. And by doing this episode, since everything's still so fresh, we mean nothing but respect to the right. family. Um, because this probably opened up so many new, so many old feelings. Mm-hmm. But also maybe gave a sense of relief. But you never know. I'm sure it felt good to the family it to probably actually felt have an it's answer. It's justice without having, like, justice. You know what I right. mean? Like, they know what happened, but they don't know who did it. Right. It's a step to closure. It is a step to closure. and um, But now they're kind of back at the spot of what, what do we do now? Right. Because who did this to our, you know, the to Ruth? It opened up a new wound. It did. But I'm glad that it was solved. Right. And I think that's all I got for this episode because, mm-hmm. I mean, fresh things, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say I'm happy about it being solved like I did because it feels good to hear something good like this happen out of something so horrible. Mm-hmm. We just need to know. You do need to know. What happened. Yep. Behind the scenes because that family needs closure. That family needs closure. And a lot of families don't get closure. Right. And they probably thought they were never going to get closure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Got something. That 48 years later, mm-hmm. they know where, you know, where she is. Right. And she can have a, she got her name back. Right. Like, she can have a grave now. They can even, like, they can bring her home to mm-hmm. Tennessee or wherever. I don't know the extent of her family that is alive or you know Mm -hmm. but i know that um jim her nephew is still alive i'm not sure if she has any living like sisters or anything like that siblings Mm -hmm. but like they can bring her back to tennessee you know do what they you know give her a grave and even have like a little service or something for her because i mean she deserves it because it's been a while Mm -hmm. who's tell that she didn't even have her own kids you know no. Well, she was, I've read, she was 21 when she had Richard. Richard. She had Richard when she was 21. So who's to say that and, she didn't have any more? Yep, and gave, but, uh, gave him up for adoption. Right. But we don't know because adoption, so he was, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The things an ancestry DNA test can do, though. Right. Well... Thank you for listening to me ramble because I, I don't know. In my in the last week of looking at this case, I've become really passionate about this case. <laughs> it's just exciting. Right. It's exciting. And it made me excited to see that it was, uh, you know, just what happened. Um, all our sources will be linked down below. Mm-hmm. And we... We'll see you next time. When we see you next with time. Our first fan. Yes. Case. With our first fan reca- requested, requested case that was requested like three months ago. But but we're doing it. We're, we are doing it. We honestly, I kind of wanted to wait and see if anything else would come out more on the case since I, it was kind of. It's newer. a fresh case, but we'll get but, to that next week. Right. So you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait. And maybe we're just trying to get you to listen we're getting curious mm-hmm. so anywho we Thank will see you. you when we see you guys and 
拜。Bye-bye Thank you.